Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about how we divide housework. But first, let's do some catching up. Nicole, what's new? I spoiled myself last weekend. I actually took Friday off and spent the day boating with friends. And then we did the pool and we did dinner together. And it was just a lot of friends, a lot of of friends and a lot of fun. Uh, But we just had like the most perfect weekend weather-wise and boated just the four of us on Saturday, which was a blast. And then Sunday, I was gearing up to kind of have a nice relaxing day, and I was outside weeding, which I'm actually going to talk about in the tonight show. Uh, and then Shay had been complaining about her orthodontia. So she's got the, I call it the trifecta <laughs> in her mouth of mm. an expander over the top, which is like a plate that rests right at the, like, up on the roof of her mouth that's attached to her braces on the top. And then she has a lower retainer that we pop in and out and adjust as well as we adjust the top expander. So she had been complaining for a couple days that there was pain in the upper portion of her mouth. And I'm looking up there and I'm like, you just need to brush better. Like I, I can see that it's a little bit irritated, but didn't think too much of it. So as the weekend goes on by Sunday, she's crying and I look in her mouth and it's like her, the top of her mouth is so swollen that Mm. the upper portion of her mouth has like engulfed the like bracket thing. Like I can't even (laughs) see part of the orthodontia and I'm like, great. And, um, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to call the orthodontist and, you know, just see what the on-call situation is. And he's like, he picked up and he's like, yeah, that needs to come out. Well, he has two offices. So I had to drive her on this beautiful Sunday Mm. all the way to South Bend, like the far corner of South Bend. So it was like an hour from here. He had to mm. cut it out, like saw it out of her mouth, mm. and, like use a drill. It oh was my gosh. painless, but he pulls it out and I, this is, bleh, bleh. if your kids have orthodontia, <laughs> clean, clean their teeth for them because they suck at it Aww. and then yeah. you'll end up with an issue like this. But basically it was mm. poor oral hygiene uh, <laughs> that resulted in the need to remove this. And he goes, yeah, we'll see at our next scheduled appointment, but it may necessitate three additional appointments, including impressions, removing. <laughs> the braces, another fitting, and the braces going back on. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's so tough. It's so tough. I mean, you're paying all this money as a parent to have your kid's teeth or mouth corrected, and then it's like they're not old enough to really own the whole dental hygiene thing. It's just so frustrating. So now we are militant about, I am militant about watching the whole um, evening brushing routine because he Mm -hmm. said that's when the damage happens. You know, that's where you're going to get the discoloration from the brackets on the teeth and all of that brush, brush, brush at night. So if you're, if parents, caregivers, if you're, if you're into this, uh, the nighttime one is the one you want to do. And then one more funny story about the girl. So we've got um, cucumbers coming out from, all of these, I mean, just massive amounts of cucumbers. So we're delivering, not we, Mark and the girls are delivering them to our neighbors uh, last weekend. And he gets caught in a conversation with one of our neighbors. And so he sends the girls to the next house to deliver the cucumbers. And um, he gets up to the house and we live on a house with, or a block with 10 houses. So everybody, you know, more or less knows each other. 
So he gets up to the door and like he can't see like the girls aren't there. So he goes to like ring the doorbell and he can see them running in the house back and forth. And he's like he's motioning to them like come here like what is going on? So they answer the door and they go nobody's home. And he goes nobody's home. What the heck are you doing in these people's homes? And they were like well we went to go knock and the door just opened. So then we searched the house for someone. And he was like, get out now. And they were like, we don't have our shoes. And so they run to the second floor. I don't have the guts. Like, I don't know these people that well. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so they run back upstairs. They probably have security cameras in their house. Who knows? And then he's like, where'd you leave the cucumbers? And they were like, oh, we left them in the kitchen. He's like, no, you have to go back and get the cucumbers. So my kids are like – Breaking and entering on our block. Um, more entering, less breaking. But still, I'm like, you little yeah. hooligans, what are you oh doing? Gosh. Oh, that is hilarious. Kids are. Oh, that's so good. They they had no idea. No, I mean that's just that's just so innocent to them, right? I mean, and it really is innocent. Obviously, it's just, it's just a funny story, but hopefully, it's not an awkward encounter next time you see them. I because <laughs> they didn't have a gap pulled on them. I mean, like I don't know. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. Anyway, oh my gosh, it's so true. Not uh, a whole lot going on. Just trying to enjoy summer and uh, you know yes. it up over here. So, what's new with yeah. you and your family? Yeah, so we had just kind of two last little little trips planned. One, our plan was to go to the Dayton Air Show. So Dayton is uh, – it's west of here. It's southwest of here, uh, actually close to where I went to school at Miami University. And um, they have an, an air show every year. And I'd never been, I've never been. And honestly, I wasn't that excited about going, but my mom's – significant other wanted us to come and uh with my mom and and the kids nick was gonna stay home so we thought okay we'll get a hotel we'll make a whole thing of it literally waited in line for this air show for three hours and when i say in line in traffic it was horrible we had to pee we couldn't stop we couldn't get out of the traffic line because then we would lose our spot finally get there we have to wait another 20 minutes to get into a port of a porta john or a porta pot uh, to go to the bathroom finally got tickets i'm not even kidding i was so angry by this point and it was about 90 dollars total for us all three to get in that i totally lied said my kids were younger than they were so i wouldn't have to pay for them mm-hmm. thank goodness i did because i walked after we got our ticket my ticket we walked up to go like give the ticket. Another 20-minute line of people. It was 90 degrees, and I turned around. I promptly took the kids, and I said, we're going to be good citizens right now, after I was a bad citizen for lying, and I'm going to give away my ticket for free because I'm sure they won't take a refund, and we're going to go back to that hotel, and we're going to swim, and we didn't even go. <laughs> so that was our, our weekend. Instagram, and I was like, oh, God, that looks miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. And I'm the whole time I would have been thinking we have to leave early so we missed traffic on the way out. I mean, it was so poorly thought out. I think this was the first time they'd done this air show and since COVID. So I think it, maybe it was like double the part the the, um, the people came to see it. I I don't know. That is my guess. But they were not prepared for the 10,000 people that were coming to see the show. Now, I will say we did get to see some really cool things in the air. So while we were in line uh, to go to the bathroom, while we were walking up to the show, while we were in line in the, tra- for the, in the traffic line, by the time we got there, it was already two hours in and there were only two hours to go. So anyway, it was kind of a disaster, but we still ended up having actually quite a good weekend. So that was fun. And then just kind of getting ready again, like you said, last minute 
fun uh, for the summer. We're going on our yearly, our annual camping trip with Nick's cousin and his wife and their three kids, the Forster Five, we like to call them. <laughs> and uh, my kids just love them to death. So we're really excited about that. And this will be tent camping. So no glamping. Not that we glamped last year. Our cabin was literally 10 feet by 10 feet. Uh, but yeah, we'll be in a, in a tent this time for two nights. And I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. All right. I have a quick, quick question before we go on. Sure. Do you guys have a fair? You have, you do, right? We do. Yeah. Do you guys go? It's happening right now. Oh. So it's actually not a county fair. We do have a county fair. We also have a state fair. And actually, it's a pretty legit fair. It's the Ohio State Fair, obviously. And I haven't brought, we have not actually gone. We were, Nick and I were just talking about this. We have not brought Paige to the fair, my, either of my kids to the fair. Okay, sorry. Cameron has never been. Last time we were there, Paige was probably one or two. So actually, Nick's sister is in town this weekend, so we're considering maybe going. It's just, it's just you know, I don't want to say a COVID hotspot because what is it now? It's just, I don't know. It's it's August. It's 90 degrees. There's going to be so many people. There's just a bunch of food, you know, everywhere that's hot. And I just think of like hot food and hot people and <laughs> hot animals and barns. It's just the whole idea just... <laughs> I mean, it is Ohio. There's a lot of animals. Uh, I don't know. The whole idea just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, but the kids, I think, would absolutely love it. So we're considering going. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Maybe next, maybe one year you guys could come uh, down and go with us. I like the fair. Yeah? Okay. I mean, I think we'd have a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from our weekend updates, we or I should say our life updates before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. Since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it. Just a little introduction for today's topic. Uh, back in the early 20th century, I did a little bit of research here, about 20% of women worked outside the home. Fast forward to now, 2022, and that number has jumped significantly to about 55%, so more than doubled. Among married couples, both partners are employed about 46.8% of the time, which Truthfully, I would have guessed more than that, but that is what the data shows. Uh, even in relationships where just one partner is working, the stereotyped household roles have changed. Of course, you may notice certain roles do still fall mainly with a certain sex, but no longer is it because that's what's expected of them, but instead it may be biology or preference more often. According to Wikipedia, historically, gender roles have been largely attributed to biological differences in men and women. Although research indicates that biology plays a role in gendered behavior, the extent of its effects on gender roles is less clear. So I'm always just really interested to hear about my friends and their partners and who does what. So today we're doing an entire episode on how our partnerships have grown over the past 15 plus years and how the roles in our households have been divided accordingly, especially since having kids. So for today's conversation, we'll use the term housework as a reference to all work outside of our actual job. So might not necessarily be housework. I know for me, I'm talking a little bit about like who takes kids to, you know, doctor's appointments or who fills out the forms for the school. So we're just going to use the word housework to kind of encompass all of that. So as far as discussions, just the first question, Nicole, how did your spouse grow up? So how did, how did Mark grow up? Uh, did, did he have both parents working? Was one person doing more household and family work than the other? And then what about you, Nicole? Uh, Mark's mom stayed at home after he was born. And I would say that his mom shouldered the bulk of like the domestic duties and, and child rearing. 
Um, like in terms of like percentage, I would say my father-in-law best I know is, you know, a, a very hand was, a, is a very hands-on kind of guy, um, even in the baby stage, uh, which I think is rare. So Mark did have a, a strong influence there, but very, again, best I can tell a traditional kind of household roles, um, mm-hmm. in terms of a lot of the, the domestic duty type stuff. Um, my parents, on the other hand, both worked full time my entire upbringing, and my mom worked closer to home and had a bit more of a predictable schedule. Uh, but I would say housework was definitely on both of them. My dad, my parents, or my dad in particular, is a neat freak. His mom was a neat freak. I mean, she was the one on her hands and knees combing the carpet you know, in one direction after, before and after guests came. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, grew up in a museum and then I grew up in a museum because of it. Uh, <laughs> so there was just big expectations around cleanliness and a lot of house rules. Um, you know, mm-hmm. no drinks in the TV room. I mean, you did not butt in seat at the table to have a bite of food. I mean, just very, oh. very strict rules in my house. No eating in a car. I never ate in a car <laughs> until I owned my own car. Ever. Hmm. Just very, very strict rules. You know, it's so interesting because you say, I consider myself a neat freak, but yet when it comes to rules like that, I am not a stickler at all because I I think I just, I'm rebelling. I just hate rules at this point in my life. And I, not that I don't have rules for my kids, obviously, there's got to be some order, but I, I consider myself a neat freak, but I do let them eat in the car at times. I don't make them sit necessarily at, at the table because when you're saying this, I think that is that does define sort of a neat freak, someone who doesn't like things to be messy. But I think there's different degrees of neat freak. And also I'm neat in like specific ways that don't maybe necessarily involve food. I don't know. Uh, but it's so funny because very similar to to Mark, Nick's uh, parents also worked out, uh, or I, shouldn't, I should say very traditional roles. So Nick's father worked and then his mom stayed at home. I sh- and I should say traditional as in like back then it was much more common, right? Uh, and then also I grew up with my parents both working outside of the home. I also grew up with a very neat freak of a dad. Now, but when I say neat freak, like he was someone who, okay, this would always bother my dad when we were in the kitchen and we would take, I don't know, a pad of paper out of the drawer and then put it back in a different place. Oh, he it would just it was like nails on a chalkboard to him or if we would just leave a a cabinet drawer open just a tad so if i would shut the cabinet and then it wouldn't shut all the way i mean he would like not let me leave the room until i made sure to to close it all the way uh but i i don't know i i always think of my dad when i don't know that kind of stuff happens when nick puts something somewhere else i'm like oh my gosh that drives me nuts i'm like my dad so anyway so yes, similar to to Mark, Nick's dad did uh, worked and his mom did not, like I said. So his mom, I think, from what I gather, did end up with most of the household work, including really watching three kids every day. I, on the other hand, uh, grew up with two working parents who split the roles, I believe, pretty evenly, just from what I remember and from what my mom has said and from what my dad has said. Uh, I, I don't really remember very much, so to be truthful. Uh, my mom was always nagging me about cleaning the house. I'm thankful she had me doing chores pretty early in my childhood. Uh, and my dad was definitely more of the outdoor housekeeper, I would say. Uh, my mom worked at a school, 
so she was also more available to take care of me and my brother when we were sick or didn't have school. And I think it's similar with me and Nick now. So I'm, I feel like I'm more available for things like that. Uh, so again, her, her schedule seemed to be a little bit more flexible than my dad's and generally aligned with ours. So she had tended to do more of that kind of work where kind of watching us when we weren't at school. And then she was also off during the summers. So I would guess that during that time, she took a, more of the household roles. Okay, Nicole. So when you first started dating Mark, uh, were there specific roles you knew he would take on if you were ever to get married? <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> say that I spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I will mm-hmm. tell you that I never cut a lawn um, until <laughs> maybe four years ago. So mid-20s. Oh. Uh, whereas Mark owned a lawn business in high school that was quite mm-hmm. impressive, actually. I don't know any other 16-year-olds who owned their own truck and trailer with riding lawnmowers. And it's funny because his customers from 25 years ago will still talk about Mark's hustle. You know, they'll say, oh, yeah, my son was out playing, you know, baseball or, you know, chasing girls. And there's Mark. And he would have his mom and dad, you know, in the the peak, you know, mowing season, you know, in the spring when it's just like the lawns almost have to get mowed every three to four days. His mom and dad would be out there mowing along with him. And it was just – it was a family (laughs) effort there for a while um, at certain points in the season. But he would – I mean, he invoiced these people. I mean, he ran a business and it's funny <laughs> oh, wow. when I met Mark, I was like, where does all this money come from? He's like, yeah, I work. And I just, I, <laughs> when he was older, I, w- I was more like, oh, I call my mom and she deposits money in our joint account and then I spend it and then I do this, you know, rinse, repeat. And he was just like, shake my head. So he he knew <laughs> at that point that I I was, I I did not worry about money for a long, long time. My, my parents uh, were really good about that. I always worked um, during college, but yeah, Mark had this like side hustle starting back in in high school. So it was just funny. So I guess if I was answering that question, my immediate reaction would be outdoor stuff for sure, that he would kind of own and operate the outdoors. And then I guess in terms of cooking and kitchen and probably laundry, it was more of my wheelhouse. And I mean, the food piece of things, Hmm. I think is both an enjoyment as well as a control thing. Um, and not, mm. and I'm not talking about health. I'm talking about like variety and preference <laughs> because <laughs> if Mark had it his way, we would probably eat frozen pizza at least three to four nights a week. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I think, I think Nick as well, actually, he would be totally down with that. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, it depends. I, I, I'm all about frozen pizza. I love it. But I especially love putting on – I mean, you can make a, a, a unique pizza all those four days. You can put different things on it, right? That's the great thing about a pizza. You can make it new every day. It, it yeah, can I agree. It would get a little old. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Okay, so I will say first that Nick and I are very similar as far as uh, our desire for order and cleanliness. We do both have a little OCD when it comes to zero clutter and things being clean. And I do realize OCD is not, it's not, you know, it's a diagnosis. It's not to be used lightly. I think he actually does, he's never been diagnosed, but I think he does actually have OCD a little bit. He has it in his family uh, very much. And I do think he suffers from it from in some degree. And I honestly believe I do as well. Again, never been diagnosed. It's not something that I need to take any medicine for, but I'm like borderline. Okay. I'll, I'll be, I'll admit. So I think we're both similar in that way. I was definitely attracted to how clean 
clean and put together he was at the get-go. Um, and it has proven to be, I would say, a commonality that has helped us in our marriage. So to answer the question, so first, when I met him, I knew he was going to be clean and he was just like me, sort of liked things to be in order and not cluttered. So that was a turn on for me for sure. But I, I also knew that he would be the one to take care of the laundry because laundry was never my thing. I will tell you, my parents raised me to be pretty self-sufficient, which I really do appreciate. They didn't necessarily teach me much about laundry. And so meeting Nick was sort of like a godsend. Honestly, I was it's just it worked out really well because he does all the laundry. He did from the moment we started dating. I'll never forget uh, doing his laundry once really early in our relationship as in probably like the first six months. And don't ask me why. Maybe he was working and I wasn't, but I decided to do his laundry. Um, I folded everything up and I put even put his clothes away. He promptly took everything out and refolded everything and possibly even rewashed if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and so since then, I've quite literally left it all to him. And I honestly, Nicole, do not think I've done laundry since that day. <laughs> Except for me, maybe. I know, I know. I think that maybe, so when he goes out of town sometimes, well, he'll usually do a a load of laundry or two before going out of town. So I don't have to do any when he's gone. Or sometimes he'll be gone for the whole day and he'll just like put a load in and get it all set and then say, you know, Gina, uh, when the timer goes off, just push this button. (laughs) So I'll push it. I'm like, okay. Put these clothes there. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. So, hey, that works for me. So that was one of the reasons I said yes when he proposed. (laughs) You are so funny. All right. So were there roles that you and Mark did more of before kids and then switched? So, for example, when you first started dating, were the things that he did more, you did more, and then you had kids and things had sort of switched? I actually asked him this question and he just kind of looked at me like, why do you want to know this? I'm like, it's for the pod. Um, that didn't help. But he – so he didn't give me anything. But I would say that things have stayed about the same. However, as you alluded to in the intro, adding children to the mix definitely reshuffled all of that. And mm-hmm. I am the primary like kind of caregiver in that way. You know, you mentioned whether it's um, – Paperwork for the kids. I mean, doctor's appointments, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and also prior to having kids, we didn't have a cleaning service. However, uh, so we would just kind of do, you know, things cleaning-wise around the house as they arose. And I will say our tolerance for mm, – is probably is much higher than yours probably for like, <laughs> you know, a little bit of dust here or there. But also in our mm-hmm. early years of marriage and togetherness, we were moving every one to two years. So by the time our house probably needed a deep clean, it was like we were already packing and unpacking and, and there was like no cleaning at that stage. It was just like we were on to the next place, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of weird and unique. Now, I'm mm-hmm. this house we've been in for over 10 years now and I'm getting to that point where I'm like we I feel like we need to remove everything from the home and like scrub walls scrub ba- <laughs> and like just get everywhere that has not been seen right in a lot of years yeah yeah that's a weird oh, thing and that is stressful I mean even just well it sounds like you just maybe need a nice paint job isn't yeah, that what maybe that that would work that would work that would help also very stressful. We had our whole house painted last year and ours is probably half the size of yours and oh gosh. It's horrible. That's what that's like the worst thing having having to have your house, the interior of your house repainted. It is the biggest pain in the arse. I honestly just oh. 
Okay. So like you said, I, I feel like it was so, so long ago, so I can barely remember. Plus, I also feel like chores before kids were so much easier. Were they even chores? I, they, that was just life, and I didn't even think of them as chores. I had so much more time, and there were just so many less things to do. I feel like you add kids to the mix, and your chores not only double, but they triple, quadruple. Uh, I just don't recall thinking much about the extra house things that I did. And plus, when we were dating, we lived in like a 600-square-foot apartment. Did you ever come to that apartment? Yeah, you no. came to our old house. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was when, when I was in graduate school, so we were, you know, broke little students. He was working uh, at a grind, WG Grinders, and I was a grad student. Yeah, but we had this lovely apartment that I adored, but um, it was tiny. So there wasn't much in, in terms of, of chores uh, and housework, exterior or interior, because we didn't have to do anything outside, right? Yeah. Uh, so it was so much easier to f- find the time to fit chores in then. Uh, I, I would, you know... And then just thinking about the answer to this question, I just remember, you know, I would get all my stuff done after, you know, studying for school and then have, you know, two or three hours at the end of the night to relax. So household chores were just almost an afterthought. So to answer the question similar to yours, I I, I don't even think it's a fair question because, because they almost didn't even exist. Um, so as we go to the next question, I sort of realized that the vast majority of things that we do now, I didn't even have as household chores back then you know uh so yeah i guess that was maybe kind of a a ridiculous question but i guess it just goes to show just how much our life lives have changed since having kids Mm -hmm. um or just getting older and having you know uh more responsibilities in general i guess more you know where our professional work has increased and now we both own homes right so that also increases your amount of, of work so what specific roles do you have uh, and your spouse? Uh, and so now, now we're talking about now. And how do you decide weekly or monthly who handles those roles? Uh, I think for us, the the simple answer is, what. well, sometimes we do struggle. But for the most part, we just kind of stay in our lanes in this way, if you will, <laughs> because it reduces the need for communication. And not because I don't want to communicate with my spouse. But especially when you're managing four different schedules, the less room for error, right? <laughs> like just the better. So we, if we can just assume, oh, this is something that you kind of own and operate, then there's it just eliminates that confusion mm-hmm. or resentment or whatever it could be. Uh, Mark, if you asked him, he would just say that he has lowered his standards because I'm a slacker with household chores. Uh, he's probably more tidy where I'm one to focus on like the primary areas of living, primarily the kitchen. I will say I have much higher standards for my kitchen than my bathroom. Not that I would let the bathroom get disgusting. Um, Mm -hmm. we are both ones to do things as we notice that they need them like to be done versus being on a cleaning schedule. Like that is an adult goal of mine is to have like a Monday is my sheet day. I'm going to clean my, you know, I'm going to change my sheets today. And then, (laughs) oh, Tuesday is the, you know, master bath. I like goals. I would love (laughs) to be that person. And I think I do. I get in my head sometimes and I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. Like I'm, I don't know. And then I think about, or if I wasn't working full time, how would I approach my house differently? And I really do think that if I had more time, more brain space, 
I would take more pride and be much more invested in keeping things tidy. I literally, I don't know about you, Gina, but I think whether it's Mm. like work, kids, personal hobbies, sanity, relaxation time, there's, there's no more pieces to the pie to give more to my home. Oh, yes. No, I absolutely agree. When you're telling me about the schedule, I'm just, I'm laughing out, out loud and inside. Like I, I, I'm with you. I, I, that could never, yeah, there's no more bandwidth for that. I don't know. And I'm not blaming my parents because their home is pristine and (laughs) it's great. But I did, there was a rigidity about that. And I know I've said it on the show, but it's like, I do just wonder if part of me that is highly tolerant of a little bit more dysfunction in my living space is a result of growing up in such rigid conditions. I just, in my home felt like I was a visitor at all times. It never felt like the place that I kick my feet up or just snuggle on the couch or, and that's not entirely true, but I mean, there was, there was just no room for error in terms of like cleanliness. There was, there was no clutter. I mean, a toy did not get left out at my parents' house. It was, it was a very rigid, and my mom just knew that it would make my dad upset. It would, it's like, it was his hot button, right? So it's, if Mm. everybody has them, like that my dad's was cleanliness. So she just avoided that and and she kind of did the primary child rearing. And so we were groomed not to leave a thing amiss. And I guess Mm. I just never wanted, I wanted to live in a home. Like I I would much rather somebody walk into my home and be like, this is a well-lived in, well-loved home. <laughs> Rather that I don't want them to walk in and say, wow, this place is disgusting. And I don't want mm-hmm. them to go, oh, this place could be in a magazine. I mean, that would be nice, but that's not realistic. So mm-hmm. I guess I've just kind of walked that line a little bit more. So I recognize the opportunity for tidiness, cleanliness, organization. I want to be better, but not at the expense of other things falling off. Um, mm. I don't know. But so for us, it's usually like an event, uh, you know, our COVID super spreader events and things like that. Like when <laughs> when we're going to have a lot of people over, it causes us to get our rears in gear and that can be really helpful for us. So Mark kind of, uh, he'll, he'll just be moan and groan about having a bunch of people over because he doesn't particularly love people. But he he's like, oh, this is a way to get Nicole cleaning. So I think he kind of agrees from that <laughs> perspective. Um, but I don't know. Uh, okay. Oh, and how do you you decide who handles the world? Yeah, we just stay in our lanes in terms of who's handling what. So, you know, he owns and operates the outdoors where I manage kind of meals, kitchen, um, and kids. And then mm-hmm. laundry, I did delegate. He got real picky when we were living in Italy together. He would, I don't know how one person can create the amount of laundry that he does, but oh my gosh. One day I was home folding his white t-shirts and some of them had like something on them and some of them didn't. Have I told this story before? No. And um, he wanted them layered, like stacked. I had worked in a t-shirt shop in college. I mean, these were like perfectly folded t-shirts, like all just the same width, just folded perfectly, like Nick style, you know? And then he, <laughs> he had the gall to say, could you please pay, uh, put all of the all white ones on the top and the ones with any type of an emblem or a print or whatever it was on the bottom. And I was like, oh no, he didn't. I was like, all right, homie, like your laundry is yours. Like I'm off duty. I'm not dealing with this. Like I am doing the laundry, folding it. And you have that to say, no, done. So (laughs) since that time, he does his own laundry. 
That's so funny. Okay, so oh, so so he does his laundry, and you do yours, and then I you guys know. kind of what like barter who's doing the kids. Our, our nanny actually does the girls' laundry for the most part. Got um, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's nice. And then I will say the other big change for us is, and I think I must on the same question, but our everything other than that is more or less a cleaning service. Oh, okay. You've outsourced most of this. Okay. We have. So like all of our bathrooms, floors, vacuuming, all of that type of windows, that is a cleaning service. That's Mm -hmm. every other week. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have Mm -hmm. a housekeeper. No, we do. We do. Oh, you do? Yeah, we do. (laughs) But I don't know. I still still find that I'm cleaning all the time. I don't know how it's possible, but yeah. Okay. So do you think that's a well-spent expense for you guys? Oh, Yes, absolutely. I am very good about I generally I'm not I'm not necessarily cheap, but I'm very I don't even know if I'm frugal either. <laughs> Some of the things I spend I shouldn't be spending, but I, I I do think pretty hard about where my money is going. I mean, I, you know, I I want to I want to have money when I retire, right? So, that is one of those things where I didn't even think twice about it after having two kids and and knowing that we both were working full-time sometimes plus. That is just something that was non-negotiable for me. And, uh, and yeah, you got I your think it's keeper after kids then it sounds like. Oh yes, definitely okay. after kids, Same. yeah. Same. Not yeah, not to say that there's anything wrong with having one if you don't have kids. I mean, by all means, or even if honestly, I think even if I didn't work, I would probably still have a housekeeper. There's just so much other stuff that needs to happen. I don't necessarily love cleaning. I do love to vacuum, I will say. I I vacuum in between our housekeeper comes. Uh, but I don't like to clean. It's just and I'm and I'm still cleaning daily, even with a housekeeper. Like how many times a day do I have to clean a kitchen? And I don't even work, you know, I'm not even at home with my kids all day. I'm just, you know, the weekends are rough enough. It's like you're cleaning the kitchen three times. So yeah, I do enough cleaning. So that's definitely worth the money for me. Uh okay, so yeah, I, I definitely I think that our roles within with as far as me and Nick fit our personality and our own personal motivations. So just to kind of explain that, Nick is, I feel like a little bit more like you. He's more thorough uh, in his cleaning, whereas I like to have chores that don't take very long. And but I but I'm also very tidy. So in other words, I probably have more roles overall, but mine are ones that take less time and maybe don't need as much um, finessing, whereas he takes on the more arduous tasks, but probably has less of them. So I think just as I was sort of putting this together, and I've thought about this before, I just have more things overall that I do. They're not ones that take as much time. Uh, So Nick definitely works outside the home more than I do. So his job just is more hours. So I know that's why I probably end up doing more housework in general. And I'm obviously very, very okay with that. So I'm going to explain a little bit what I mean by our own personal motivations and personalities and about how his his thorough versus my just getting things done. Because I'm actually going to give off a list of, of kind of what each of us does. Uh, I don't know if this is interesting, but I will tell you when I hear other people tell me what they do and their spouse does, uh, it interests me. So here we go. I do most of the cleaning, such as vacuuming, because I just told you I love it, and dusting. Uh, and I will say we have only had a house cleaner once a month in the last couple months just for various reasons. But usually she comes uh, twice a month. But lately it's just been once a month. Uh, so I have been doing more vacuuming and dusting, uh, but Nick does the bathrooms because he likes, he's again, very thorough and 
if I did a bathroom, I'd spot clean. Whereas he is going into the nooks and crannies, getting into the shower and just making it glisten, honestly. Uh, so he'll do that good deep clean, especially recently when we have our housekeeper uh, hasn't been here as often. So Nick does all the laundry. Nick pays the bills, of course, with my money as well. But he takes care of that. And I'm the one who really does the budget and keeps us on track financially. Uh, Nick's, Nick makes breakfasts and I do lunches and dinners. So he takes care of feeding them in the morning where I, I, whereas I pack lunches and make dinner most of the time. Uh, we both do the dishes sort of just as needed or whoever's available to do, to do the dishes will usually do them. Oftentimes it's him because he doesn't like the way I do dishes. Honestly, he has redone my dishes before and I'm not even kidding also he will restock or stack dishes in the dishwasher so I've sometimes just give up and I say okay have at it mm-hmm. Nick cleans the kitchen most nights because again he likes a very clean kitchen and that which again sounds a little bit like you but I think for him it comes from working in food service for 20 plus years so I'll give that to him uh, as far as the kids I take the kids places more often than he does, mainly to get them away while he's working. For example, on Sundays, I'll usually plan something to do with the kids and me and friends or wherever while he's maybe working for a couple hours. I do most of the school-related things like signing up for apps that we have to download or buying whatever or filling out paperwork. Uh, But he does their Monday back-to-school bags because, again, that has to do with laundry. So he'll clean up their, you know, um, extra clothes that we have to put in there or their sleep blanket or pillow, which as of this month, we'll no longer need. So sad. Um, (laughs) Nick gives the baths, which I love, and we both do nighttime duties. Uh, I make most appointments and take the kids to most of their appointments. And then lastly, actually, there's two more things. The cat. Nick has ended up, we sort of fell into this where he's in charge of feeding the cat and I clean up the poop and the fur. And I think that, again, kind of goes back to what we're motivated by. I can smell everything. Like I can smell that poop from a mile away. So therefore, I am the first one to clean it. I'm also allergic to cats. So you better believe I've got that fur, you know, picker upper on our furniture constantly. Uh, and he just enjoys feeding the cat. There you go. And then lastly, I would say short, sort of we both mow the lawn on and off. I grew up mowing the lawn. So I actually kind of enjoy mowing the lawn. He does most of the yard work. I never pick weeds. I'm really honestly very rarely doing yard work, if at all. Uh, I buy most of the Christmas gifts or else they would all get done Christmas Eve. And I do the Christmas cards and I keep us social by by pretty much making all the plans and planning all the vacations and trips. So yeah, gosh, saying that all out loud, man, I'm amazing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. You guys do probably more cleaning stuff. I I think you make a really good point about things – Things that Christmas cards, I mean, oh. making plans, that type of, that's a, that does take a lot of work. It, it does. It's just, and it's kind of those, one of those unsung things that, you know, is a, is a, do we have to do it? No, but it's nice. Um, mm-hmm. And it definitely can enhance the relationship, family, spouses, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm glad you included those kinds of things. Yeah. I will say I told Nick I, I hate doing Christmas cards. I really do. And I told Nick I do it every other year. Um, and I'm so pissed because we did it last year. But this year we went to Disney and he's like, we got to put out a Disney Christmas card, which ugh, first of all, that was in February. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to put one out this year, which means I'm skipping two years in a row, by the way. <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> I and Mark does also do everything financial for I, I don't 
that's really nice. But I yeah. am just not good with that stuff. Yeah. And I'm happy to see. Yeah. And Nick is good at that too. And then I also have my, my dad who is an accountant. So he, I mean, I have a, a cousin who's our financial planner and my dad who is in our, who is our accountant. So we've pretty much, I don't have to think about that other than, you know, generally putting out, you know, a rough budget for the month, which is what I usually do. Like, here's what we can spend this month, uh, which Nick would never do that. Like if it, if it wasn't for me, he, he just wouldn't even, he doesn't think that way. He doesn't track his spending. I do. Uh, and I will tell you, as meticulous and annoying as, as it sometimes is to track your spending, it has helped me numerous times where I've noticed maybe someone overcharged me or or recently I noticed that our daycare never actually charged us for the last two months. Honestly, I if I hadn't noticed that, I would we'd be maybe I don't know it'd be maybe two months from now and I'd notice we'd have an extra you know thousand dollars in our in our account and it would be like wait what what I, I don't know it would just confuse me but since I track it it I, I know right away I can see that they didn't charge us you know what I mean so it kind of saves me headaches I think down the road it is also kind of a headache in itself but I still do it I like it okay so what do you think keeps you motivated to each do your specific household jobs or chores. You go first because they piggyback okay. off your answer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So similar to what I've said above, we each have roles that essentially define us as people. Uh, our motivation uh, is that we want this chore to get done. So that's what really helps us uh, get to it. If we're not intrinsically motivated to do a certain thing, we won't do it until the last minute or until the other person nags us to death. And I'll be honest, that is generally me. Uh, sometimes I have to really nag Nick to do something because either A, I feel like I can't do it, or I should say, and because B, I'm more motivated to get it done than he is. So a little, just kind of a, an example, hanging pictures. I I could probably do it, but he is much better at doing it. He's got, you know, the whole leveler. He he was a carpenter with his dad for many, many years. So that's just his thing. He can do that. He's fine. Uh, so I'd rather him do it. And I'm more motivated to get it done because I like pictures on the wall. He could ca- honestly care less. I shouldn't say he could care less, but he just doesn't care as much about, about that. So I will find myself nagging him about things like that, that I'm motivated to get done, but I know he does a better job at. So yeah, that's that's... And I and I hate that I that I nag, but you know it, it's vice versa. It, it happens back and forth sometimes as well. Same. And another example is power washing or weed whacking. Oh my gosh! I we have, so we have a fire hydrant in front of our house, and the grass always gets really high around it, and it just drives me nuts. I don't like weed whacking. I honestly have never done it. I've I've never just the whole thing scares me, and so I'll find myself just being like, okay, Nick. Can you please do that? Do it, do it, do it. And I should just learn how to do it. But instead, I nag until he finally gets it done. Uh, but generally, I would just say what keeps us motiva- motivated is our intrinsic motivation to do that job, which is basically what got us to do that job in the first place. Like what made that job become ours in the first place, like the picking up of the poop. I'm motivated to do that because I can smell it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just our intrinsic motivation that motivates us to do it. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I just I absolutely agree. And I what I mentioned earlier, I started weeding this past weekend. Oh my gosh, there and it was for a couple of reasons. One, it looked terrible and I was like, dude, do you not see these weeds? They just kept going and going and going. But I also wanted to be active without working out. <laughs> so that was my oh, yeah. motivation. I was like, well, I want to be active today, so I'm gonna encroach on your space. And Mark was like, What? 
you did you, you just said you're gonna weed he's like like smoke it i was like no like pull that <laughs> <laughs> like, like, i'm gonna do some weed <laughs> do some weeding <laughs> he was so confused um but yeah he's still laughing about it um I don't know. Same thing with snow removal. Sometimes I like a good workout and it's backbreaking work, but hey, you know, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I will say though, planning for shopping, preparing, cleaning up after meals, it's a lot of work in terms of mm-hmm. hours a week. And sometimes I wish that he just like valued that more. I, I know mm-hmm. I'm motivated by that. He'll say, you wouldn't do this if it wasn't for the blog, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but and he may be a little right. We would not be eating peanut butter and jelly and frozen pizza every night of the week. Um, sure. I don't know. He, but he doesn't value the food portion of it. And he'll joke. He, if I were to vacuum, which rarely happens, <laughs> he would instantly be like, we need to go to the bedroom. Like, it would, like, turn him on so much. Like, <laughs> like Are you I? serious? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, Mo, I just feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, you just made me this beautiful meal and you're going to pour me this beautiful glass of wine or whatever. Like, that is some people's love language. Mark's is like, give me the Jack's pizza and could you whip out that vacuum? Like, that would oh just gosh. do it for him. Or like, oh my gosh, you need to put on some, like, cowboy boots and I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm... think he cares one lick what I look like. It, it is oh the gosh. ash of cleaning that he is just like. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, that Maybe is so that's funny. Why I don't do it for. Okay, we're I, I vacuum every day, and and that every is because day? now now granted we have hardwood floors. We have two rugs in our house that I vacuum every day because of the cat, uh, and I have one of those handheld. You know, um, it's a a chargeable cordless Dysons, mm-hmm. like the and I and I. Correct. And I and I use that thing every day just over those couple rugs because of the cat hair. I've become a little obsessed. Yes, it is true. I mean, the kids, I mean, just think I'm crazy, which maybe I am a little bit. But yeah, it's every day. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That is so good. Are you like motivated by seeing all the fur that you get in the... Oh, I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. Look at all of the stuff I just picked up with that five seconds floor? of vacuuming. No, not really. Well, we do have so one wool rug. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. No, I definitely don't. But I, but I, I mean, I see it. We have a lot of light in our house. And I mean, you can see it. It just, it's there. And our, our cat is white. So we have a dark rug, white hair. Bam. I don't go looking for it. Trust me. If I, if, if I can hide it under something, I, I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nicole, do you ever find yourself keeping tabs? Sometimes. Uh, and especially when inconvenient things pop up. I will say the pandemic was hugely helpful for us in this regard. Mark was working from home, whereas me in healthcare, I was very much um, not at home. And for a year or more, he kind of owned and operated the bus routine and, and the kids stuff. And I think he just recognized, he hasn't fully voiced that recognition that it's a lot, uh, but he is quick to say it's not that he ever doesn't want to do those things, but he's just a little bit less available with his job, like you were saying about Nick. But what mm-hmm. I will say about, and this kind of ties into the next question, or I think our next and last question, but whenever I have felt a um, 
just that it wasn't fair, if you will, kind of how we were dividing household tasks. What Mark and I would do per his suggestion, I roll, was write down <laughs> everything that needed to get done. So planning planning food, buying food, cooking food, cleaning up, vacuum, I mean, all the things, right? Every, right? Everything, snow removal, dog poop, like all, write everything down. And then, okay, you grab a task, you grab a task, you grab a task. You And so when by the mm. time we went through that, he's like, oh, look at that. You took the ones, because I would say you, mowing the lawn and doing snow removal is periods of time through the year. It's not every day. Mm. It's not all the time. You can kind of do it on your own, you know, schedule for, some, you know, kind of sort of some of the yeah. time. I said, but dinner time comes, like whether, whether I have to work late or I got in a workout or, you know, dinner time is all the time. He's like, well, then don't take that task. Like then leave it in the jar or whatever. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. we kind of went tip for tap. But I will say that, and I hope he doesn't listen to this episode, but I do (laughs) think that that was helpful for me to go through and recognize the things he was doing that, like you were saying earlier, I did not place value on because it didn't align Mm. with me as a person and my priorities. But I recognize that those are household things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. So if you're finding this, you know, rub with your significant other, your spouse, I would just suggest maybe sitting down and even if you do it privately to be factual about who's doing what and just see if if that provides some clarity. I, it, and it may not. It may provide the clarity that there needs to be more division of labor, but I don't know. So wait, can you explain this a little bit more? You saying you you were you wrote out all the things, mm-hmm. and then th- did you guys put your name next to what you do, yeah, or did you choose? Yeah. Okay, like- I was I was understanding that completely wrong. Okay, okay. So he was he was and- more or less saying he being Mark, he was saying, okay, you want to reshuffle the cards, and you want me to do different things. Cool. Okay, let's do that. Here's all yeah. the things that need to get done. Choose the ones that you want. We'll go in order, and you know it, the less desirable things are left, but. What I realized was he was doing more, but maybe they go unseen or unrecognized because I don't place value yeah. on them. And there are things that I kind of turf off mentally because they aren't on my list of to-dos, if you will. Does that yeah. make sense? It does. And and I and I, I would imagine that when he goes out of town, you kind of realize a lot of what he does as well. Because I will say secretly, when I went out of town for a week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking to myself, Nick's going to see all that I do. <laughs> and it's going to become glaringly obvious. <laughs> but he didn't say anything when I got back. So. <laughs> we'll send him this episode. Yeah, yes, exactly. So yeah, I would definitely say in the past, I have find my, found myself keeping tabs. And, I, and I, I, I also remember pretty clearly being told once, I think it was actually in a book, no one actually verbalized this to me, but in a book I read that resentment, or I'm sorry, keeping tabs like in household chores or housework is the best way to build resentment, which makes total sense. Uh, I do think I have certain seasons in my life when I'm getting overwhelmed and I might just start getting angry and start to feel like I'm doing too much. Uh, but at this point, we're at a good place in our relationship where either of us can just call it out and say, hey, I'm overwhelmed. I have too much on my plate. Can you take something off of it for the next two weeks? And we feel really good. I think both of us, I would say I'm more likely to say that. He is a lot less willing to admit when he needs help. And we've talked about that like in therapy. Uh, I wish he would ask for help more. Uh, but I am always willing to ask for help. Just like I'm always willing to say no, I am also never uh, against asking for help if I need it. And I, and I do that. So I just sometimes wish he would, he would do that more. 
All right. Are you happy with the role division? Last question. I would say so. Um, easier for me I w- now that we don't have infants. I know for people who are in that season of life, it's really hard. It's really hard breastfeeding and mm. being like a sole food source when you're not sleeping through the night. Um, Mark was not as, you know, um, the division of labor in terms of children was much different in that season of life. And I I would say coming, being on the other side of it, it, it's, it's just, you know, we both participate in the bedtime routine and it's just easier to really, um, share in the child rearing. And, and so I would say, yes, I am happy with it. I do think that COVID helped us in, in some of those ways, um, in just kind of, seeing more I think I felt more seen I guess after he Mm. stepped he had to step up as as primary caregiver because I was unavailable um kind of for the first time Mm -hmm. um where my job was having me out of the home more than him so it was just different but Mm -hmm. yeah I would say so what about you guys yeah I would agree very much uh Nick kind of similar to what you were saying Mark used to have as far as his job but Nick works mainly from home still That changed during COVID, but it's never gone back and it never will. Uh, And I would say that has changed things dramatically for us. So he can help out with the kids more, picking up or dropping off generally. So if I need to be at work early, he can drop off. Or if I have to be at work late, he can pick up. Not always, but generally speaking, that's how it is. Uh, He can even stay home with one of the kids if they're sick. Although generally, I still take that because, you know, it's easier for me to work from home when he, when a kid is sick versus him since he's always on the phone and dealing with, you know, customers. Uh, So working from home for him means he can also, you know, mow the lawn during the day or get dinner started if I need him to, which was never the case in the past. Um, If you would have asked this question three years ago, I would probably said I would have probably said I wasn't really happy with it. Uh, But since his schedule is more flexible now, it's really made all the difference. Um, And you know, I will say again, just to kind of give him a pat on the back, he's still just so, so helpful as a partner, even though he works probably closer to 60 hours a week. So just really thankful for him. Yeah. Oh, All right. We do. Definitely. All right. Mom wins favorite new products. Okay. Because it doesn't look like you have one, but I'm sure you'll come I up with one. I do have one. Um, okay, good. It is from the OG, at least. It's from Sam's Club. It's called Taste of the South uh, Fried Pickles and Buttermilk Ranch Dip. Oh, boy. What do you think of that name? Uh, sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you go on to the old Pinterest, they have recipes for pickle dip. And more or less, it's like pickle juice, cut up pickles, and cream cheese, kind of, with some herbs and stuff thrown in there. Um, Maybe there's a little bit of yogurt. doesn't matter. I'm going to make it. I'm going to try and recreate it at home. But anyway, it was just a nice – I've been super into just raw veggies in general lately. I don't know. I'm just really enjoying them. And the break from hummus or ranch was just welcome. My friend who visited a couple weekends ago left this giant one at our house and I was just enjoying the heck out of it. And I was like, okay, it's been a week since I had any. I need to make some uh, because we do not have a Sam's membership. So yeah, pickle dip. Mm, Yum. Pickle dip. I definitely can't wait to see that. My kids would probably devour that. Uh, So I was where was this? We were on a trip and I can't remember where. Oh, we were in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is south of here. Uh, and we stopped at a Whole Foods 
And they had, I've talked about these before, the Clio snacks that are basically yogurt covered in chocolate, but they're not in the fro- frozen section. That they're, they're just in the refrigerated section. So they're with the yogurt. They're a treat. They're delicious. But they had at this, at this Whole Foods, I haven't been able to find it anywhere else, parfait strawberry granola Greek yogurt bars. So it's basically a Clio snack bar, but with a granola layer in it. Oh my gosh. They were, I mean, it was just divine. I love these bars, but I've kind of gotten a little bit sick of them because I eat them all the time. But this extra added layer of granola just made it a little bit more unique. So it added that just extra flavor and texture that made it a little bit different and just really, really tasty. And I think they had different flavors. They may have had like blueberry, caramel, strawberry, really tasty. So if you see that out there, or if you can, you could probably buy them online as well, but definitely worth a try. All right. Well, coming up on August 14th, Nicole might be dishing <laughs> about Enneagrams and Strength Finders. That is to be determined. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well. Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.